today's episode, I just want to say that if you are in it, if you are in the beginning trenches of your business, whether that is starting an online business, a side business, a creative business, you are going into an esthetician role or you are a hairstylist or you're just doing your own thing and you're in the beginning of it and you are feeling super stuck in your mind. Maybe you're saying some things like, who am I? I don't know if I can do this. I have all of these limiting beliefs around this pivot. I would absolutely love to work with you for an hour and just partner with God to have this mindset transformation that you can, you are worthy, and that you're equipped right here and right now. Let's make sure your mindset doesn't have you leaving your money on the table. Your money, girl. You can grab an hour with me. Just go over and email us at fuelherpodcast at gmail.com while our website is being created right this second. I'm so excited for that website to be done. But until then, go ahead and email us at fuelherpodcast at gmail.com and we will set it up, girl. Let's bust through some glass ceilings and shatter those limiting beliefs together. This is the coaching for you that you want. So email us, snag an hour, and let's freaking get it because together we rise. Am I right? Let's do it, sis. Okay, now let's get to the juice, the good stuff, the content for the day. Negative Nancy's, woe is me Wanda's, whether they are a coworker, a friend, a family member, whatever role they play in your life, we all have them, right? Someone, we've all encountered this kind of a person. They're just always negative. They don't tend to have a lot of positivity. And that's just kind of how life is. So tell me if you've been here. In the beginning stages of a really cool new idea, or starting a new business venture, and you are so nervous but still super excited for the potential opportunity it could possibly bring you or if you have your fa- uh, your own family. So you tell your bestie, you run and tell her or your sister or your mom or whoever that person is, and they tear everything down. They even go as far as to make fun of you if you, you know, were to continue to start it. Um, or they don't support you and they kind of pick fun at you. Man, doesn't that suck? It is so hurtful. When I started my online and fitness biz back in 2017, I was honestly in a rather lonely place in my personal life. Everything else around me, all my external circumstances, I, when I'm talking about this part of my life to a stranger, I like to describe it as a dumpster that was rolling down a hill and it was on fire. But when I started that business, I honestly felt like I was too, like so far gone. Like I couldn't save myself, but maybe just maybe I could help someone else. So that's why I started social selling. And that's why I started sharing things online. I wanted to become someone that was brave enough to share the things that people don't usually talk about. But, you know, like, these are the things that really need to be talked about, especially as women, especially as wives, and especially as mothers. I felt like there were so many things, postpartum, becoming a mom, becoming a wife, and taking on the mom, the motherhood role. I just felt like there are so many things that aren't talked about that really need to be talked about to help our other, gen- our younger generations, our daughters, be better, you know? Um, so, I started this business and I ended up losing a ton of friends. I'm going to get into that, those stories in a couple, in a minute. Tell me if you have also, raise your hand, throw your loofah if you're in the shower, do a little whoop whoop in the car, because me too, me too, girl, let's talk about it. So I didn't honestly lose friends as soon as I started. So most people, especially girls in their mid to late 20s, like to get fit. So I started a health and wellness business, and I ran boot camps online, and we did a workout together, and we had this little close-knit um group that was like my best friends and me and that was it and honestly we we all thrived in there we lost we everyone lost weight we had a good time um 
It wasn't when I first started that I lost the friends. I will say they were prob the ones, the friends that I've lost along the way, they were probably talking about me already back then, but it wasn't until probably like six months to a year later that I actually ended up losing them. I started to lose them when I decided to keep going. So it was really when I, you know, dug my heels in and I'm, you know, it's a six months to a year later and I'm still running these boot camps and I'm still showing up as a health and fitness person and I'm creating this online space and I'm starting to make extra money and etc. So that's when I started to lose the friends. My parents didn't support me at all when I first started. I even had the courage to ask. I really wanted to hit this rank, the first rank, you know, and I was like, oh, my mom, you know, they love me, right? They're going to support me. And these things I am upset, these products I'm obsessed with are these workout programs I'm obsessed with. I'm doing them. Everyone else around me is doing them and having great results. So my mom and my dad are totally going to be on board. Well, my dad literally told me no, which if you know me, you know how terrified back in the day I was to even talk to my dad, let alone ask him for anything. Now our relationship's a ton better, but back, like I said, my parents didn't support me. So even when I got the, fin- the courage to finally ask, they still said no to my face. I was so devastated. And I just remember how hurt. I remember being in their living room and just feeling so suppressed and like just so hurt, not understanding it either. Then you, I can go on and tell you guys another story. Um, I have a sister-in-law and she's also in a network marketing role. She doesn't work for the same company that I do, which is totally fine or didn't at the time. And I wanted to hit another goal. You know, it was like at the end of the month, if you're a salesperson, then you obviously know what I'm talking about. So I knew in order to hit this goal, I had to have another person join my boot camp that month. So I sent her all of the money that it took to sign up. I Venmoed it to her right then and there. And I emailed her the instructions and I asked her, will you please do this for me? Especially knowing one, she's my sister-in-law and two, she understands what I was trying to do. And three, I sent her the entire, it would have cost her nothing to do so except time. And she told me no. And that's a true story. So she ended up sending all of the money back to me the next day and just had this bitter, terrible excuse as to why she didn't help her sister-in-law hit her goals. To each their own at this point, uh, her and I have our, you know, we still have our own battles and everything, but I'm honestly not still mad at her for that reason. I just saw her for who she really was in that moment. I would have never treated another woman that way. I always want to help people reach their goals, whether I support them or not. So again, that was something that was so hurtful. I was so hurt. Uh, She was supposed to be one of my best friends, my sister-in-law, and it just was so bitter and hurtful when she did that to me. And then I'll go even a little bit more personal. Uh, My mother-in-law and I have had a really difficult relationship pretty much the entire time I've been, I've been around. My husband and I have been together for nine and a half years now, and we've been married for, this year in August will be seven years. Love you, babe. (laughs) Um, But the last couple of years have been really trying, even on our marriage, before we put the right boundaries in place, before we had really good communication around it, because a lot of it, when my mother-in-law would be super negative towards me um, or say things behind my back and other people would tell me, you know, my husband would either try to brush it off, you know, and just say like, well, that's my mom. Or he was also hurt, but he didn't really understand or know how to fix it. And then we got to a point where we were able to have a conversation. We were both brave enough, but she kind of cried her way out of it. And then a couple of years later, things got to the point where it was so bad, I could barely turn around without having someone from my family or my friends or the, you know, the town that we are all in 
tell me that she was saying something more negative about me. So it got to a point where Ryan and I had to create some serious boundaries. We actually had to completely cut off all communication with her for multiple months in 2020, and it was really hard. She probably saw, especially in the beginning, saw it as a power move on my part, but honestly, I had been so broken, and I had just, enough had been enough. I had wanted to... I'd wanted to please her for so long, and then she just kept hurting my feelings over and over again. I'm not saying that I was, I've ever always been perfect, but I will say that I have never disrespected her in her home. I have never raised my voice to her. I have never spoken ill about her in her presence. You know, it's just all of these things. I, my mom has always taught me to let Ryan be the one to have those conversations with his family and with his mom because she's his mom and she's always going to be his mom and I'm his wife and I'm always going to be his wife. So we can't coexist in hatred, right? But it did get to a point this year or last year that we did have to cut off all communications and create some serious boundaries. I'll go on. I'll talk about this more later. But as of today, her and I are building, we are rebuilding our relationship. And it's so important, and I want to talk to you guys how we got there. But creating those boundaries and creating that space was the only way for us to even have that, even have this in the convert in the cards, right? Um, okay. So the bottom line is, whoever is the one that's pulling you down, their negativity always says way more about them than it does you or whatever it is you're trying to do, whatever business you're trying to start. If you're starting anything that could possibly change your life or your family's life for the better and they have nothing but hurtful and negative things to say to you about it, or that you're going to fail, or that you're not going to go far, or there's no way that that could be you, that's a red flag. And as much as it hurts for me to say this, creating distance now is important. What other people think of you is absolutely none of your business, but it doesn't make it hurt any less, and I know that for sure. I want you to know this fact. Other people's opinions will be an obstacle at one point or another if you're in this arena. If you're in the entrepreneurship arena, if you're in the creative arena, if you are sharing your story at all, if you're in that arena, other people's opinions are going to be an obstacle. So girl, let's get this mind right from here on out. From right here on out, let's have our minds in the right place. I want to tell you, here's my top tips on how to deal with those negative people in your life, whether they're the expected people that are going to be negative or the unexpected heartbreakers like my sister-in-law or my mother-in-law or my own parents. Okay, tip number one, surround yourself. Completely immerse yourself with voices that are lifting you up and that are lifting other women up. This doesn't have to be face-to-face friendships. You can find mentors in podcasts like this, in Audible books, in YouTube videos, on Instagram, like in Reels. You can find them in network com- on uh, networking communities online, but you control who your influences are and who you're taking in the most. You know that you become like the five people you spend the most time with, so you have to be really careful about whose voices you are immersing yourself in. You need to surround yourself with people that are lifting you up, going in the same places as you are, or maybe even a lot farther, and they're, they're turning around and reaching back, putting their hand out for you so you can go along with them. Those are the kind of people that you want to be around. You don't want to be around negative people just because they're family or your friends because that's going to keep you stuck in the same place. Number two, don't shrink back because small-minded people don't get it. If you're feeling called towards something, that is for a reason. That's not their business. It is not their idea. It's not their calling. It's yours. So you should go after it. Don't shrink back because small-minded people don't get it. Number three, Put your blinders on and don't look up because the reality is if you're doubting yourself, down on yourself, you see yourself as not worthy, that is going to show up in your business. 
That is going, people are going to get that message and whether you actually really believe it or not, that's what they're going to see. So you have to have the confidence, you have to have the joy, and you have to have the focus, the vision, and the clarity to talk in this messy world that we live in, this messy, this loud world that, we're li- that we live in. Because your mess is your message, and those people that are trying to hold you back are just a little mad that they're coming from this, a similar place, but you're the one that's doing something about it. So don't doubt yourself, don't be down on yourself, and don't let anyone else tell you that you're not worthy of that big business idea because that's going to show up in that idea. The other rule of thumb, thumb that I have for this one is actually from Theodore Roosevelt. He did a speech when he was, when he was president, and I'm going to read you a quote from that speech. It says, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows the end, the try at the end, who at the best, in the end, the triumph, of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with the cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. And Brene Brown goes on to add that if you aren't also in the arena getting your ass kicked, I am not interested in your feedback. Can I give an amen? If the person who is giving you this negative feedback is someone whose life that you would not want to have, Take what they have to say with a ton of salt. Not a little grain, a ton. Smile knowing they are in the cheap seats and you're the one in the arena getting your ass kicked. Tip number four is create those boundaries ASAP. I had someone tell me in a a coaching session earlier this week that they were scared to show up on social media because of what their friends were going to say. She knew their friends were going to make fun of her and my response to her was simple. Delete those people or delete the ideas that you have in your heart. You can block them. Because protecting your peace is so much more important than going to heaven with having your purpose still in your heart and not out in the real world. A lack of boundaries can create significant issues because without them, you can lose a definite sense of who you are. I bet right now you're so stuck because you're letting everyone else, this is the world, the media, your parents, your friends, your coworkers, your boss tell you who you are and what you need to do with your life. Don't let them take that identity. You create those boundaries. If you need to block them, block them. If you need to not talk to them right now and create a little bit of space, do it. If you need to time block your schedule to where you're only working your business at night so you don't, you're not scrolling and comparing yourself, do it. If you need to get up a little earlier to work a little bit so you don't cut into your family time, do that. There are boundaries of all kinds that you create. And back for my mother-in-law and I, We had to stop communicating as a family to show her that this family, our family unit, Ryan and I and our two children are what matters the most and that we're not going to tolerate toxicity or negativity or hurtful things to be said about one of our family members. Once she was able to come to terms and say sorry, that is when we were able to mend or start mending the bond and having communications again. It's going really well right now, and I pray that it keeps going that way. Some scripture I want you guys to have today is there's two, two different scriptures. One's in Matthew in chapter 15, and then the second one is going to be in Psalms. But Matthew 15, verse 17 through 19 says, 
Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is expelled? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. From out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witnesses, and slander. I know a lot of those things are the bad sins, you know, but what that verse is saying is we can eat and drink whatever we want. It's going to, it's going to pass through our stomach and be expelled from our body. But what comes out of our mouth is from our hearts. From the heart comes evil thoughts. So you have to guard your heart, guard your mind. Psalms 57, two through four is just David crying out to God and just giving him the glory. But he's saying, I cry out to God most high, to to God who fulfills his purpose for me. He will send from heaven and save me. He will put to shame him who tramples on me. God will send out his steadfast love and his faithfulness. My soul is in the midst of lions. I lie down amid, fi- amid fiery beasts. For the children of man, whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp swords. God is not surprised by their negativity. God is not surprised by broken people in a broken world, blinded by darkness, whose tongues are sharp as swords. They are most likely hurting or mad because you are taking risks from, a sim- from similar circumstances that you have together and you're doing something with it. I beg you today to please don't go meet Jesus with the, his purpose for you still just in your head or on your heart and not in this world because no one else has the same one you do. It might be similar, but honey, if you go to the grocery store, how many different companies are making sliced bread? It's a lot. They're all not the same though. And you have your favorite one. Your purpose wasn't meant for the people that are tearing you down. Your purpose was meant for you. So don't let anyone in the cheap seats take you out of the arena. That's it. That's all I have for you today. I hope if you got something out of this or you need to share it with a team member or your best friend, please do so. Tag me in your Instagram story so I can say hi. But until next time, I hope you are feeling your heart, feeling your mind, and feeling your body so you can free your soul. Bye, Girl, I cannot tell you what it means to me that you are here and listening to this show. I am so grateful for you. And I just want to say that if you did love it or if it tugged at your heart at all, Please feel free to share this with your friends or better yet, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram so I can personally shout you out and thank you. Thank you so much for being on this journey, friend. Talk to you soon.